Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. What is up, guys? Look, I'm so excited about tonight. I'm happy you're here. Uh, it's our second live like this. And, uh, bro, I can't wait to be in person for conference in July. But we want to be something that's just more than like you come to. We want to be something that you're a part of. And I'm really, really excited about our guests tonight. Um, they're leading or helping lead an amazing move down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Got an amazing ministry online. And I think that what he has for us is going to be absolutely life-changing. And even though we're on a Zoom, even though we're not in the same room together, I believe that the power of God, the presence of God, the anointing can absolute permeate right through the internet, right into your room. I believe that God can meet with you tonight. And that's my expectation. I have, I have no expectation other than meeting with God right now in this room with you. And I want to pray before we get started, before we introduce our guests, before we pull them in, will you just pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that, that you've given us technology, that we can be scattered all over America, but we can meet together and we can meet with you. So Lord, I pray our hearts would be open. I pray that our, our minds would be prepared. I pray that after this, our lives would be wrecked, that we wouldn't be anything like we were when we started this call, but by the end of the call, Father, everything would be shifted. Everything would be different in our life, and you would use us in mighty ways. Lord, don't let us be just another normal Christian. Let us be somebody who turns worlds upside down, who does mighty things, who takes mountains, who does things that are unthinkable in the name of Jesus. Come on, if that's you, if you cause uproars, if you do something mighty, can you just go ahead and put your hands together in the chat as we welcome our guest tonight, um, Joel Bomberger from Circuit Riders and YWAM, and man, he's incorporated in all those areas and that whole vein, and I'm so excited he's here. He's going to pull himself off mute. We're going to let him go ahead and take the call and uh, get ready, take welcome some notes, guys. welcome him in the chat. Guys, I'm stoked to be on this Zoom with you guys, to be on the live. This is going to be so fun. I truly believe that tonight is going to be marked with fresh faith, with fresh freedom, and that God is going to meet you in a significant way. So we're going to just be talking briefly. We're going to go through uh, just different ways how we can hear God's voice, how we can be equipped to know what it's like to walk out hearing from God, obeying his commands and releasing his kingdom on this earth, how we can be an influence. And I just believe that God's going to mark you in a special way. Yeah. So I'm super excited to be here. It's going to be great. And man, Holy Spirit, would you have your way? We love you so much. I feel like there's even just going to be a greater level of of just kind of heaviness and hesitation and fear that is going to come off many of you guys even tonight as you're hearing this so i'm gonna jump right in i hope you guys are excited uh my first thing that i'm gonna start sharing on is you know we were, we were i was asked to kind of share on how to hear god's voice and how to make an impact and as i'm thinking about scripturally even what it looks like to hear god's voice and how to do that it all started for me even in my testimony my story I remember that the, the beginning of my transformation encounter in my senior year started from being able to hear 
the Holy Spirit speaks something and me respond to it. And I just want to simplify it for all of you guys right now. If you are a believer, if you're a Christian, if you call Jesus as Lord, then you have heard God's voice. Because it's, he says that no one can come to the Father unless he draws him. In John 10, he says that my sheep hear my voice and they know me. So whether you know it or not, you have responded to the prompting of the Holy Spirit to say, man, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Man, I want to give my life to Jesus. Man, I want to follow Jesus, whatever that looked like for you. So it might not have been an audible voice of like, oh my gosh, boom, Jesus. I had the craziest dream. Man, the Holy Spirit fell into my room. I saw an angel. You know, it's not any of that. It's simple. You guys felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit in your life and you chose to turn your life towards Jesus. So anybody who calls themselves a Christian and who's responded that way has heard God's voice. And here's where I'll start. I'm going to back up a little bit and share a little bit of my story. And it's going to inspire some faith in you from what the Holy Spirit took me in because I called myself a Christian my whole life. Okay. I grew up as the youngest of six. You better pop in the chat if you have more than six siblings because that's a, a lot of kids. My dad was actually one of 12 and my mom was one of nine. So six was actually kind of smaller than that. But everybody, especially when I lived in California, everybody was like, yo, six is a lot of kids. That's way too many kids. In fact, I have three kids now. And they were like, when they found out we we're going to have our second kid, they're like, whoa, slow down. And then they finally have third kid. They're like, oh my goodness. Because all they have in California is like a kid and a dog. Anyway, I digress. So we're my whole life, I grew up as a Christian in Lancaster, youngest of six. But here's the reality of my, my situation as a Christian is as a Christian, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I believe Jesus. I believe you down on the cross. I go to church, but I was not following Jesus as my Lord. My life did not look like a Christian, did not look like Jesus and did not look like obeying the commands of the gospel as set out in Jesus as he sets them out. So for me, all throughout high school, you know, the big hangup for me was, was girls, man. I just wanted a girlfriend. And I, from early on, like, I mean, I won't go into it too deeply, but from when I was 11 years old, I was addicted to pornography. Um, by the time I was 12, I just really wanted girlfriends. So my parents didn't want me to have them. So I would just sneak out and I would just have girlfriends behind my parents' backs, you know, and then I would just be doing immoral things. I was depressed. I had all of these things. I was angry. I would sneak out to parties. And my whole life was really just about anything that would give me pleasure, fun, joy, whatever it was. And I remember literally being at parties and like people are like drunk as a skunk and like everybody's getting wild. And I'm like still telling people, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. And I'm like, what? Our lives cannot look contrary to the gospel or the kingdom of God while we profess Jesus. Because 1 Corinthians 4.20, it says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but of power. So it's not a matter of what you say you live. What matters is what transforms you and you begin to walk out in it. The Holy Spirit wants to give you power and grace to walk in a different way. So this is my high school life. I'm spiraling out of control. You know, I'm, I'm severely depressed. I remember there was, you know, I would be the life of the party and then I'd go home and cry myself to sleep. Right. And I'm just like, I'm depressed. And I'm like, I'm contemplating suicide at times. Cause I'm just like, I feel so, you know, sad. And 
this is the story I'm going to hang my hat on. Senior year, I was like, I'm homeschooled. So I only had one class. All you homeschoolers know you can get away with so little. So I'm working and I have like one class. And all of a sudden, I was like, what is going to satisfy me this winter? What's going to bring me the most joy is actually snowboarding. I was like, I'm going to snowboard as much as I possibly can. And it's going to be amazing. Here's the thing. I was trying to seek a fulfillment that only God can give off of something temporary that's here on this earth. All right. And I'm like, okay. So I go to snowboard and I'm driving up to Vermont because everybody in Pennsylvania knows the winters here are not that great. And it takes a long time for it to get cold enough to make any snow. We never get any snow. So I drive up to Vermont and I'm I'm in my lowered Volkswagen. It's awesome. It's slammed to the ground. I've got a roof rack on the top with a nice roof basket, three snowboards on the top. I made it myself. Oh yeah, it was great. And we're cruising. We had a great day of snowboarding. And check this out. I'll never forget this moment. Because in my mind, I'm just thinking, okay, I want to experience pleasure, joy, all of these things. And I also had this pull, I want to be a good Christian, but I didn't know how to. And, and then I, we're driving and I hear this noise, thunk. And I'm like, that's a really strange noise. It felt like it was coming like from my car. And I'm like, that's weird. And then we just keep talking. I'm talking about my awesome lip slide that I had down the rail on the snowboard. And I was like, yeah, this is so sick. And my buddy Ken's like, yeah, it was so sick. And then we hear a louder noise, thunk, thunk. And I'm like, what is that noise? That sounded like it came from our roof. And I was like, bro, check the snowboards. So he's like, like rolls down the window, like pops his head out, you know? And he like looks and he's like, the snowboards are gone. And I'm like, no. So I'm like, like roll to the side of the road, you know? And don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this story. We're talking about hearing God's voice. Pull over to the side of the road. I look back and there's just like tractor trailer headlights like swerving everywhere. And the snowboards are off the roof of my car. My friends just blitz back. They're like, we got to get the snowboards. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you get the snowboards. I'll stay with the car. Uh, and I'm just like, you know, 18, a 17-year-old Joel. And I'm just like, what do I do? It's like, you know, midnight. And I just like kneel next to my car because I'm a good Christian. And when, when you're a good Christian, you pray, right? So I just kneel next to the car. And this is literally what I prayed. I was literally just like, God protect my snowboards, protect my friends. You know, I, I had no idea what to pray. You know, I'm not like, I was not some spiritual giant. I just was like, I guess I got to pray, right? I pray this prayer. And guys, listen to this. A thought comes into my head and it was crazy. Just as I start praying this, it's just like a random thought. You know, this just turn, all of a sudden I hear this thought, you need to give up snowboarding. And I was just like, what? That's so weird. Cause it felt like my own thought, but I was like, why would I think that thought? Cause I love snowboarding. So that doesn't make sense. And then I was like, why is that thought? And that's weird. Anyway, God protect my snowboards, protect my friends, just pray again. And this thought comes back again. You need to give up snowboarding and follow me. And I was like, man, this is really weird. I was like, is this God? Like, I've been like, does God want me to do something? I was like, First of all, why would you want me to give up snowboarding? Because he loves that he snowboard, right? Like I grew up in a Christian family that's like, you know, hobbies are great. They're a way for you to glorify God. You know, it's awesome. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense why God would tell me to do that. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then, then my friends come back and I'm processing all this. And my one friend has a snowboard and I see it, it snapped completely. The other snowboard, they couldn't find it all. It was completely missing. Then the other snowboard is perfectly fine. And I all of a sudden, I'm just like, what if my snowboard is the one that's gone? 
and it's a confirmation that I'm not, that I'm supposed to give up snowboarding. Guess what? My snowboard was the only one that was okay. And all of a sudden this thought comes into my mind and, and I just, I have this thought. It's just like, I want you to give up snowboarding because you want to for me, not because you have to, because you don't have a snowboard. And I was just shook by this statement. And guys, I want to pause there for a second. These thoughts that come into your mind are not always your own. We live in a spiritual reality. And just like you can think your own thoughts, God can implant thoughts as well as Satan can implant perverted thoughts, fearful thoughts, wrong thoughts. So you need to understand that as you seek God and you come to him in prayer and you make space for a, a message from him to come, it is going to then require you to actually step out in faith-filled obedience on something that could be as simple as a thought. And here's what happened. I obeyed that thought and it changed my life. It was the simplest thought and I couldn't get it out of my head. And I said, man, okay, God, I don't really want to give up partying. I don't really want to give up swearing. I don't want to give up these, like this bat, this music that I like. I don't want that. But man, if you are that good and you really want me to give up snowboarding, if you really want me to experience that, then I'll do it and I'll give you a fighting chance. So from December 21st to March 21st, 2010 into 2011, I gave up snowboarding and instead I set a 90 day Bible reading plan. And I read through the Bible in 90 days. And guys, that is a crazy feat for a senior in high school who all I've ever done before is read like a chapter a day, okay? And, but here's the key. The Bible provides a framework, a structure, and a faith foundation for you to be able to hear from God because nothing you hear in your thoughts or in your experiences should ever contradict the word of God. So the number one tip when you think about hearing from God is you need to be in his word because this is his written words for us. Be like, man, I just want to hear from God. I want to hear from God. I'm like, well, have you read his Bible and obeyed what it said in there first? Because if, as you're doing that, and as you are stewarding that, then he will entrust you with more to be able to speak other things about different scenarios in your life. But if you haven't opened up this, or you haven't even obeyed what he's asked you to do in this, how can you expect him to give you a dream or a visitation or an encounter or anything like that? He's waiting for you to obey what he's already written, right? So that was a big part of the transformation my senior year. I read through the Bible in 90 days. And I want to be super clear. The Bible is hard to understand sometimes, okay? I mean, I'm reading through it 90 days that time. So it's like 18 chapters a day. And I'm sitting there like in Leviticus, just like, he did what to that cow? Like, what? Like, why are they talking about all of these names for like three chapters? You know, I'm like, I have no idea. But here's the thing. The Bible is God's word, and it's not to be primarily an information book, but it's primarily a heart transformation book. It's God himself speaking to us. So Ephesians tells us in five, uh, chapter 5, he says that you are washed and you're sanctified by the washing of the word. 
So there was something that was happening to me that senior year that even though I didn't understand why they were doing what they were doing to the cow in Leviticus, you're with me. I was, I was getting washed. Why? Because I had faith in the word. It says in Hebrews that the, the, some people have the same word preached to them, but it does not benefit them because it's not mixed with faith. So every time you come to the word, you got to say, God, increase my faith today. Increase my faith in your word today. And then just read it. If you don't understand it, that's okay. Attach your faith to the fact that the Holy Spirit is implanting something inside of you, that God is washing you, that he's sanctifying you through his word. This is our life, bud. Uh, man, I could go longer on the Bible because it's so important. So tip number one, when hearing God's voice, you must be in the word. So my senior year, I'm reading through the Bible, 90 days, and then, then two months into it, Every day, I'm also praying this prayer. I'm saying, God, I don't even know if I want you, but I want to want you. Would you give me desire for you? And I'm asking for, you know, him to come and show himself to me. I have a moment where I get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit at a youth conference, youth group, similar to this, right? It wasn't over Zoom, but I've seen it over Zoom, so he can do it. And in that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit come and he changed my life forever, he took all the foundational steps of faith that I took to, to surrender to him by giving up snowboarding, to surrender to him by being obedient to read his word. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit filled me in a moment of encounter, and I was set free from seven-year addiction to pornography in an instant. I was set free from depression. I was set free from anger, and I was completely different. And I'm telling you, I went to Christian counseling. I had gone to all this stuff and it didn't help. But when I had one moment with an encounter with the Holy Spirit, he changed everything. So, and all of that started through me obeying a simple thought in my head from God. So I want to stir your guys' faith that God wants to speak to you guys about something or something that you would, you, he would have you to do as you surrender to him. And then his Holy Spirit power is there to meet you, to give you the grace and the power to walk out in it. Because from that moment forward, it was game over. I mean, it was just like everything was different. All of a sudden, I started to understand the word more. All of a sudden, I didn't want to listen to that, that bad music anymore. All of a sudden, I just, everything changed. And then from that winter, I have just been seeking Jesus and being happy with him ever since, just fully giving my life to him. So the, that's the, the transformation. God. It's a little bit of my story. But then here's the thing. Faith is what unlocks your ability to not only hear God's voice, but obey his voice. Because at one point, I had to have a thought that, man, I heard that, that voice, that thought really in my head, you need to give up snowboarding. And I had to have faith that it was God that was speaking it, and that I needed to step out in obedience to that faith. So tip number two would really be faith believe that God wants to speak to you. I'm going to share two little stories about this because it was about four months after that, that I was, nobody was really teaching me any of this stuff. I was just like, after I read through the Bible nine days, I was like, I guess I should learn how to pray. So I would set a 30 minute timer every day and just sit before God and begin to pray. And I'm just like, I don't know, five minutes in, I was just like, what else is there to pray about? I don't know. 
But I was like, I'm determined to spend this 30 minutes because I wanted to learn what it looked like to talk to God and to pray. And halfway through this, this uh, experience, I remember I'm, I'm at my friend's house and this guy starts praying. We're like praying for a friend and he starts to see this picture. He's like, I see this picture of a house and he's like talking about stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, that's called prophecy. It's in 1 Corinthians 14. You know, it says that prophecy is a gift given to bring edification and encouragement to other people. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you pictures, give you thoughts. And I was like, I want to do that. And I just turned 18 at the time. And I'd never, I literally never heard about prophecy. Nobody's ever taught me anything about that. But then I just read the Bible. I read through 1 Corinthians 14. I read through, and I was like, well, well, by golly, that's a gift. That's awesome. So I, at the time I was leading a Bible study in my homeschool co-op and we gathered together and the, the Bible study comes and I'm just like, guys, today we're going to prophesy. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know. Let's read through 1 Corinthians 14. So we read through 1 Corinthians 14. I'm like, that's what prophecy is. We're going to ask God for the gift of prophecy and then we're going to prophesy. And they're like, okay, sounds good. So we all sat around and we said, God, give us the gift of prophecy. We want to bring encouragement and edification, just like your scripture says. And then we sat there, we waited there for probably about two minutes. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And we put somebody in the center and then we started praying for them and started just to speak out whatever came to our mind. And we began to have accurate words of prophecy over these people. That was my first time prophesying. And ever since then, it's continued on. And why? Because I had faith that God wanted to speak to me and he wanted to give me the gift. So I wasn't sitting there questioning of just like, oh man, well, I don't know if it's really for me or if that's my calling, or I don't know if God really wants to, or maybe I need to get myself better or whatever. I just simply believed God at his word. Okay. I'm going to share. I hope you guys are, are okay with some of these stories. I think they're just going to be impartational to you. But uh, a year and a half later, I remember somebody speaks to me uh, they came to this service and they talked about healings and miracles and how Jesus walked in healings and miracles. He commanded his disciples to do that. And I was like, I want to do that. I was like, this is incredible. And he simply said this, he said, God will give it to you. If he knows you'll use it. So I walked out of that room and I was like, I didn't feel any crazy tingling. I didn't feel any crazy experience. I just believed in faith that God wanted to give it to me if he knew I was going to respond in obedience to use it, right? So I just simply said, okay, God, any person that's sick or anybody who needs healing, I'm going to pray for them. Next Tuesday comes along. I'm at a young adult gathering. There's like 300, 400 kids there. And I remember, guys, this is how simple it is. I was like, I want to hear from God to have a word of knowledge about somebody who's sick in here. And I was like, so I'm going to do it. So I just sat there and I was like, God, give me a word of knowledge. I'd never, I've never had a word of knowledge before, right? I was just, but simple faith. Faith unlocks his voice because you believe who he says he is and you believe he wants to do what he wants to do. And he wants to speak to you more than you want to speak, you want him to speak to you. He wants to show himself to people. He wants to bring healing. So if you are willing to believe him, and then willing to step out in an uncomfortable situation in obedience, like say giving up snowboarding or leading your Bible study into common prophecy when you have no idea, you have to be willing to step out in obedient faith and God will meet you there as you will respond to that. So listen to this story. There's like three, 400 kids in this room, all young adults. I'd never received a word of knowledge before, but I'm just like young 19 year old Joel. I'm just sitting there just like, give me a word of knowledge. And I'm like, well, I maybe feel something in my shoulder. 
and something to my knee. I really probably didn't feel anything, but I was just like, not making it up, but I just like, I, I feel this sense, maybe. So I kid you not, I kind of knew the worship leader. So I hop up on stage. I wouldn't suggest necessarily doing this, but I hop up on stage and tap the worship leader on the shoulder. Um, Cause I knew him, he knew my family. You know, I, I went to the church and I was like, hey bro, I have a word of knowledge for healing. Could I give it? And listen, this is simple faith. I want you guys to understand is that it's, it, I had never done this before, but I was just like, I believe God wants to do this. So I'm going to believe he's speaking to me right now. So I, I get up, he lets me share it. I say, man, somebody's got shoulder pain. Somebody's got knee pain. Like 12 people come up front and I'm like, oh my goodness, it worked. You know, I'm like, this is crazy. And first person I, I go up to and pray for is this guy. And he's like, well, I don't got shoulder or knee pain, but I got a broken finger. And I'm just like, what? And he's got a, literally a cast on his finger. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I've never seen healing before either. I was like, let's pray for it. So I pray for his finger. And then he just like looks at it, takes off the cast. And he's like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. Like I was freaking out more than he was. And he's like, no, look, like it used to be swollen, like all stuff. And I was like, is there any pain in it? And he's like, no, there's no more pain. He's like, oh, okay. There's a little bit of pain, but all swelling's gone. And I was like, no, there's gonna be no more pain. So we pray again, all the pain leaves amazing first thing he says is now i can play xbox it was awesome <laughs> so that was the first healing go to the second girl and she's like man i got i got a ton of pain okay i know i'm running out of time but i'm just i'm just sharing some stories got a ton of pain in my shoulder and my back and we pray for her and then she just like looks up at me and she's like i've i've never felt anything like this before but i kid you not i felt this hand grab my throat shift something into place fire go down my spine and all the pain in my back is gone and I was just like, you know, I had never seen anything like that before in my life. And all of this happens. Why? Because I was willing to be used. And I asked God, would you speak to me? Give me a word of knowledge. And then I stepped out in faith, believing that he did. So listen, whenever you hear a word from God, it is going to require faith-filled, obedient action. And to the de greater degree of the revelation of his voice you receive, the greater degree of sacrifice it will take for you to step out in it. So people are like, man, I want to hear the audible voice of God. I'm like, well, do you? Because if you hear the audible voice of God, he's probably going to ask you to do some audacious things, right? He's going to be asking you, I mean, when think about Abraham, who was literally asked to sacrifice his own son, the promised child. Do you want to be in that situation? That level of sacrifice, and the answer is yes, you do, but it's going to take time for you to grow in that level of faith. So right now where you're at, be obedient to what God is saying to you, first in your word, second in just your thought life, and as you are obedient to steward what you receive in the Bible, as you're obedient to steward these still small voices and these thoughts in your mind, he will entrust you with more. And he's going to continue to have you do more and more and more. So that is in essence, how to hear God's voice, make yourself available, dive in the word, believe in faith, what he wants to speak to you. And if you do those things, God is going to unlock just a level of overflow in your life, and you are going to walk out in fruit-filled obedience. He will give it to you if he knows 
you're going to use it. Okay, so I think I'm going to wrap up here in a little bit, but I have one more story to share. And I hope this will encourage you because it's a recent one, about two, two weeks ago. And then, uh, Cody, if you have anything else, like if you want to ask me questions or want me to go longer, we can. And we'll do a little time in ministry. Um, but I don't know how long you wanted me to go. But this last story I want to share it just happened two weeks ago, and it was a high schooler, okay? And it was at a lunch table at school. So I want you guys to put yourself in this scenario. He had just recently come back to the Lord, had not really been following him, but again, had heard of, like, he grew up in a church that we had talked about prophecy, we had talked about all of this stuff, and he felt like what God said to be obedient was to take his Bible to school and read at the lunch table and have other people come and join him in reading. Step of obedience, right? So he's sitting there at the lunch table, reading with a few people. His friend comes up who's a non-believer. And it's like, dude, what's going on here? Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we're just reading the Bible. And this is literally, he explained it where he's like, I didn't even know what I was saying. I just started to say it. And he, he tells to his friend, he says, hey, man, I'm just going to prophesy of you. Is that okay? And the, the non-believing Christian, is, uh, the non-believer is literally just like, what's prophecy? And this guy um, was like, I honestly don't really know, but it'll be good. And, and listen, he had the faith of just that God wanted to speak to him and bring encouragement through him. He was not highly trained. He didn't go through a crazy uproar conference. He was just like, God wants to speak to this guy. So he starts and he says, he says, he's like, I don't know what kind of came over me. He's like, but I just started to speak things that came to my mind. And he, he let God use him, let all the fear go. Right. And he let all of the understanding go. She's like, I'm just going to step out in a maybe uncomfortable, it could be an awkward situation. He starts asking questions. He's like, hey, this is crazy, but like, do you have like an older sister? And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, do you have a younger sister? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay. And then what happened like in your basement one time? And the guy's like, what? Like, I don't know. He's like, he's like, no, is this crazy? He's like, did you ever like try to like, you know, have you ever had suicidal thoughts or commit suicide? This guy's just asking these questions. And the kid's got, the, the unbeliever starts getting, his eyes get really wide. And he's like, what? And he's like, and did it have to do with like a ladder? And there was like a firefighter. And then his girlfriend behind him, the, this unbeliever's girlfriend starts weeping, sobbing. And he's freaking out. He's like, bro, how do you know all this? He's like, I literally tried to take my life the other, other month down the basement, was using a ladder and a firefighter came and found me. And he's like freaked out because this guy began to describe accurately all of these things that were going on in his life, who his sister was, all this stuff. And this kid... Just recently, all he did was bring his Bible to school and all he did was be willing to be used. He didn't even necessarily know what prophecy was, but he was saying, man, I know my God wants to bring encouragement. So this kid's getting wrecked. He prays for him, says, man, I just know that God loves you. God wants to see you. The kid, this, this, this young kid doesn't even preach the gospel to him. <laughs> he should have, but he didn't even, he just, all he did was just do the thing. Three days later, his unbeliever calls him on the phone, leaves a voicemail, and is laughing. And he's like, I have never experienced this before. He's like, I feel free. I feel light. I don't know what you prayed over me. He's like, but I want to give my life to Jesus. Can you lead me in a prayer? I want to know how to follow Jesus. So he calls him back, leads him to the Lord. And then the next day, the once unbeliever is like, now I need to bring my Bible to school. And he brings his Bible to school to read it at the lunchroom. So listen, I'm saying that this is how it is everyday life 
where we get to hear from God, be used by God, be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And it all comes from simple steps of obedience. Are you willing to be used? Are you willing to hear his voice? Are you willing to then step out on it a simple unction? Listen, it's it's not going to be crazy and like, man, this glory cloud showed up and told me, go preach to that guy. Or like, oh man, you need to do this with your life. Quit school. It's It's simple thoughts. And as you obey in faith, you have to trust that God will direct you and steer you if your heart is surrendered and committed to him. And that comes back to our first point, which is, are you in the word submitting and obeying and surrendering to what he lays as the foundation here? So that's kind of my little spiel on these testimonies, hearing from God's voice. Um, I want to have a little bit of time just to pray for you guys to receive an impartation of if you've never experienced kind of that Holy Spirit freedom, you've, you've never experienced that ability to hear his voice, or maybe you're dealing with like demonic voices, intrusive thoughts, where you feel like all these thoughts are barraging you with accusation and self-hate and all these things. And I want to pray that God just clears all of that out and that tonight can be a marking moment so that tomorrow you can go to that lunchroom and you can bring difference. You can be obedient to him with what he wants to be obedient, you to be obedient to him. So I'm going to pray for you for that. But Cody, I wasn't sure if you had anything else you want to ask or, or, or you want me to touch on before we jump into prayer. No, that's perfect. And I believe what we're looking at, it's almost 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. People aren't watching Netflix. They want, they want more of Jesus. Totally. I think this is a room that's available. This is a room that yeah. says like, God, use my life. God, I, I want to hear your voice. And uh, man, yeah, just will you pray for us? I, I believe this is a perfect moment. Absolutely. Yes, let's pray. And what I felt was that there's even some, I felt like all night tonight before I was here, I felt like the Lord said that there was going to be like a spirit of oppression that actually lifts off many of you guys. And I don't know what you're all going through, but I, I felt like there was just kind of a, a heaviness that might be on some of you. You just are walking under kind of a cloud, a weight of heaviness, and then even kind of hesitancy of just like, man, I don't know what God wants. And it just feels weighty. And the Lord wants to bring a clarity and he wants to bring a lifting off of all of that as you walk in obedience to him. And then I do believe that there's people in here that do have intrusive thoughts that you've been having, I don't know, blasphemous thoughts in your mind, or you've been having like curse words and just these thoughts that come into your mind that the Lord wants to set you free from. So wherever you're at, I mean, you're just in your Zoom right now. And I do know you are hungry and God sees your hunger and he wants to meet you because you are here seeking God, some of you late into the night. So wherever you're at, I just would invite you to just like ask the Holy Spirit to come and meet you in the room. So just wherever you're at, just say, Holy Spirit, come. And, I, and, and then it's not about the prayer. It's about you believing in faith that God wants to give you something right now. It's about you believing in faith 
that he does want to speak and he was, does want to bring something to you. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come right now and that every person over Caleb, over Mindy, over Hannah, over Paige, over Jacob, over Emily, over anybody on here, God, over Nancy, I pray Holy Spirit that you would fill their room right now. I pray that they would experience a tangible gift of your presence, God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, that you would rest on them with your anointing and with your power. God, I pray that many of them would have an experience physical manifestation of your presence, God, the tingling on their hands, just the fire on their head, God, and that they would come to know your physical presence right now in Jesus' name. And I just speak to every spirit of unbelief and oppression, and I say lift off their minds right now, that there has been just demonic spirits and thoughts that have been intruding their mind, and I just ask God that you would take every thought captive right now that raises itself up against the knowledge of Christ, and that Holy Spirit, you would pierce through with your truth. I pray, God, for the spirit of heaviness and oppression that have been over some of these ones to lift off right now, that yeah. there would be no more hesitancy. But I pray, God, that you would give them a gift of faith, that you would give them a gift of boldness right now, and that your Holy Spirit would rest on them in such a profound way so that they can obey your voice and bring kingdom influence everywhere they go, God. It is about you and your kingdom. So right now, I pray, God, for gifts of miracles over these, of, over every single one of these people. I pray, God, that you would open up their ears to hear you. I pray that even tonight that you would unlock dreams, that they would have clear, vivid dreams that they know the interpretation to. And, and guys, I'm just going to say this. If God starts speaking, which he's going to, he's going to require obedience. He's going to speak to you because he wants you to respond to it. And I pray, God, that you would just give them even words that you're, they're loved, that you would break off all shame, all heaviness, and that you would speak to them about your love, about your pleasure, and about your acceptance over them, and that all orphan spirit, all heaviness would just be lifted off. And I ask from this Zoom forward, you would speak to them, that they would be confident in hearing your voice. I thank you that you already do. But man, I feel like there's some people in here who have just a, an intense life decision that they need to make even in the next, I feel like the next two weeks that there is a neck, there's, a, there's like a big life decision. I feel like it even has to do with a move or maybe it has to do with college. And I feel like the Lord just says to rest in him and that he is going to direct your path and that there's going to be a clear word that comes. He sees the situation and he sees that you've been asking for him and he is going to speak. He's going to guide and direct you. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.